How nice is it that Auburn's finally playing a team we all think they'll win? Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. And thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining me, as he does every Friday, Daryl Dapridge, Montgomery Radio veteran and legend, hanging out with us. And Daryl, it's so nice that Auburn's finally playing a game in which it's one that they should win. Like across the board, unanimously, everyone believes Auburn should win this game. And I'm hoping, and this probably isn't a good thing culturally, but I'm hoping that this mentality going into this game, going into Saturday's game against Mississippi State, maybe sparks something, maybe sparks a new kind of mentality for this team instead of saying, hey, you're going to go into like a really brutal four-game stretch. Maybe like, okay, yeah, this is a game that we need to win, no question about it. Maybe it fuels them in a different way, Daryl. Funny that you use the word hoping. I think that's key because I think the first three games of the year, Auburn was favored and we fully expected them to win. The next four, let's be honest, we hoped they would win. I suspected that they would upset and get one of those four, but I was really hoping they would. I didn't feel like they should or they will. We're back now to the point since week three where Auburn goes into a game and if they lose, you feel like you let one get away, that you should win, you're favored to win, and that's a good feeling. And I think that that's why this stretch is so important. We go from hoping and wishing and thinking some strange things have to happen in order for Auburn to win to expecting Auburn to win. Now, that doesn't mean you take Mississippi State lightly or the sure. Mississippi State, who has won more SEC games than Auburn has so far, um, comes in and, and could, could upset the apple cart. But I think from a matchup standpoint and what you have to do compared to who you played the last four games, you come into this game thinking you'll win. Yeah. And I know in turn, like I hope inside the locker room they expect to win every single game, but they know, right? Like they, they've got to know. Okay, if if you don't beat Mississippi State, there's some big picture conversations that all of a sudden we all need to start having. I think, I think, but I I don't believe that will happen. I don't believe Auburn will lose to Mississippi State on Saturday, but. It's going to be nice. You and I were texting about, you know, some of the topics we wanted to discuss. It something you brought up is it's going to be nice to see Auburn not have to keep up with these offensive juggernauts that they've seen mm-hmm. over the past. You know, Georgia had Bowers at the time that they played Auburn, and then obviously Ole Miss and LSU have very good offenses. And at the time, Texas A&M was dealing on offense as well. And you don't have that with Mississippi State. If anything, it's gone the other way because they're playing with backup quarterback. Their, uh, their running back is questionable. He suffered a leg injury against Arkansas and is kind of being really quiet about if he's going to play or not on Saturday. This is a situation where Auburn's offense should feel less pressure than it normally does to put up points. Still, you want them to succeed, but once again, maybe that change in mentality sparks something, Daryl, and kind of feels like we're grasping at straws a little bit, but hey, maybe a different angle could possibly help this offense. We'll see. Well, realistically, we knew going into those 
four games that Auburn had to get to a certain scoring threshold to have a chance to win. You had to match offensive input. If Auburn fell behind, you better score and match scores because if not, you're going to get the game's going to get away from you. And I feel like that's what happened against Georgia and Ole Miss. They just Auburn got up by a touchdown, but once Georgia took the lead, mm-hmm. it just felt insurmountable, kind of like it did against Ole Miss when they went up two scores. You don't have that feeling going into some of these stretches from an offensive standpoint. I always felt like to beat an LSU or to beat an Ole Miss or to beat a Georgia, Auburn was going to have to get into the 30s. They never did. I do not feel like Auburn has to get into the 30s to win this game Saturday. In fact, I think break the 20-point threshold and you're in good shape. And that's a refreshing outlook compared to what we've had to deal with the last four weeks. Yeah, Auburn set their season high in SEC scoring in a game at 21 uh, against Ole Miss this past weekend. If they score 21 against Mississippi State, I believe they win the football game. I, I don't think I don't think Mississippi State scores 21 or more points against Auburn's defense. So you just you've got to think that impacts the mentality, right? And, and a big topic that's kind of come up a few times in press conferences and different Auburn shows is tempo, tempo with the offense. And Hugh Freeze has been very candid about that where, okay, well, if you add tempo, like you can't protect the defense as much. I wonder if it's worth going more tempo. If we'll see more tempo on Saturday because all of a sudden it's like if the defense does have to play a few more plays against the Mississippi State offense, I think Auburn should still be okay. Yeah, that's a really good point because it's point-counterpoint. Do you even need to go tempo against a team that scores as little as Mississippi State does? If you can ugly up the game, do your thing, get to 17 or 20, you should be fine. But if you do go tempo and your defense is gassed, but it leads to more points, is Mississippi State's offense prolific enough to make you pay the price for your defense being gassed? It's a wonderful catch-22, but it's a good scenario to think about. Auburn could really benefit from either scenario, and that's something we haven't had since Sanford. Yeah, and if that does happen, obviously, how does it impact this quarterback rotation that seems like it's not going anywhere? Robbie played 22 snaps against Ole Miss, do you think he will play more than 20 snaps against Mississippi State? Yes, I do. And uh, I, do I think too. he play, I plays I think he plays into the upper 30s uh, as far as snaps. And I think to get back to your tempo question, I think when you ask the question, do you think Auburn – I think we could see some tempo later on in the ballgame. You know how everybody screams in the NFL and other places, why did they wait so long to go no huddle? Look how good it's working. I think as the game wears on, Auburn could start the fourth quarter and start to go upbeat and go tempo and feel comfortable about the rest its defense has gotten. And because of that, I think if you want to go up tempo, that leads to more snaps for Robbie Ashford. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's like, which quarterback do you trust more in a tempo situation? Do you trust Peyton more or Robbie more? Peyton Thorne has more experience, but I don't remember him ever running tempo at Michigan State. I mean, I don't think that offense was high, you know, tempo, fast. At least Robbie Ashford seems to have the DNA in a true read option out of the mold of a Nick Marshall quarterback. I'm not saying he's Nick Marshall, but I'm saying if you wanted to take a quarterback and go heavy, heavy on the quarterback run game, I get it. Peyton Thorne has surprised me with some of his runs and how – proficient he's looked, when to pull it, when to run. 
but I still think the faster quarterback is better for going faster tempo. It just makes sense. You get to the line of scrimmage, he's more athletic, he can go higher, faster, boom, and you go. And so that's why I think that he would be better suited to run tempo. And of course, we got to think about too, what combination of running backs would be, see, to me, Batty looks like a, a running back that is a little bit better suited for going high tempo. It's a special skill set. Trey Mason had it. Other guys had it. Not a knock against Hunter, but he's he's still kind of finding his footing. He had a nice run, looked fast. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Zach, up until last week, he looked tentative hitting the hole. I don't know if it's an injury thing or what. If You, you don't want any tentative cuts or reading blocks and all that when you're going up tempo. You want to hit the hole and go and get back to the line of scrimmage and go. And Batty seems to have been a little bit more suited for that. The wild card is how healthy is Alston, who's rumored to be playing, and what could he do yeah. in an up-tempo offense? Yeah, I, I don't associate tempo with mobile quarterbacks. Uh, I associate tempo with decision-making, and, and that's why I think Peyton would be the guy. It's, and – I thought it was interesting and somewhat telling that, you know, Hugh Freeze didn't pull any punches when he said, you know, Robbie should have given the ball in the first play of the game. I mean, that's that's a decision on the first play of the game that you've probably scripted a million times. So to me, if you're running an up-tempo offense, you want the guy who's going to make the the right decision most consistently. And that does seem like Peyton Thorne so far. I think there's pros and cons to both of them, but decision-making I will put um, in Peyton Thorne's corner, but there's arguments for both in a high tempo. Well, that's a good, if, let me counterpoint on that. That there's two, I agree, you can't just associate high tempo with NASCAR read option running. You can have a high tempo, fast tempo passing game as well, like Mike Leach had at Mississippi State over the years and at Texas Tech, that air raid. That was high tempo and they were throwing it. So you have a choice between running high tempo through the air or running high tempo to the ground. It's going to depend on what they decide to lean heavy with as far as pass-run mix, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, I want to talk about Auburn's defensive backfield. It's been a strength of this team all season, but will it play a factor on Saturday? We discuss in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Athletic Brewing Company. It's time for your Game Changer of the Week. Thanks to Athletic Brewing Company. Much like Marcus Harris, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Marcus Harris has totally changed Auburn's defense with his ability to impact and penetrate opposing offensive lines and impact opposing offenses. He's been exceptional. Just like Athletic Brewing, they've changed the non-alcoholic beer game and they make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. They win all these global competitions that brewers... Um, are involved in that with drinks that have alcohol. They're fit for all time, so you can drink them anywhere, anytime, and they can make everything more enjoyable. You can find Athletic Brewing Co.'s non-alcoholic brews at a store near you. A few folks have dropped pictures of seeing them out in the wild in the Lockdown Auburn Discord. Very, very cool. You also can buy them online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use Lockdown to get 15% off your order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Game Time's the best place to buy last-minute tickets. I buy all of my tickets from Game Time now. And it's cheaper. You don't have to worry about 
shopping all these sites. Game time does it for you. And in fact, they'll match it if you can find it elsewhere. I tried. I looked ex- uh, extensively uh, a few times this year when I went to uh, the Patriots game, then a few Auburn games as well. They, they, it's the best. It's the best when it comes to pricing and user experience. And also, it shows you exactly what the field will look like when you pull up the tickets. That point of view, it's very, very cool to me. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again. Code locked on college, all one word for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Daryl Daprich, our guest today. I've heard a lot of folks say throughout the week that Auburn's going to turn over Mississippi State a ton. And a lot of people naturally are pointing to Jalen Simpson, Auburn football social media account earlier in the week. Uh, I think it was on Thursday, Thursday morning, they put out that Auburn's defensive backroom leads the SEC in interceptions and is among, you know, whatever percentage of, in, in college football. They've been very good at turning the ball over and capitalizing when the ball's in the air. They've been exceptional at it. But I, I'm curious how much play they're going to get in regards to, like, opportunities to pick the ball because I, I just can't imagine being Mississippi State game planning for Auburn this week and saying we're going to have to pass the ball to win this game. I, I think they're going to try to run it. I think they're going to try to wear out Auburn's front seven. The linebackers have been kind of inconsistent over this stretch. Now, granted, they've been playing much better offenses. I think Auburn's defense is going to be fine. But from a Mississippi State point of view, Daryl, I question like how often they're going to go after Jalen Simpson in the air or how often they're going to throw it towards DJ James. I, I think this is going to be a, an offense that really wants to run the ball, assuming they go with Mike Wright. It's going to be like looking in a mirror, I think. Like when Auburn played Cal earlier in the year, and you knew Cal was going to try to run the ball with Ott and not throw it that much, and Auburn knew that. I think this is what you're going to get with Mississippi State. Um, You're going to get a run-heavy package. I don't think they're going to try to beat Auburn through the air, and there's, there's a reason for that on two fronts. Number one, if Michael Wright plays instead of Will Rogers, you're going to have to pare that down. He's not the thrower that Rodgers is. Even if Rodgers was to play, this offense looks completely different than it did last year under Mike Leach in the air raid system. It's run heavy. It's Arnett, who's a defensive-minded coach, ball control, time of possession, let your defense win. My goodness, you saw Exhibit A last week. They won a game seven to three. So that's what you're going to see. I think Auburn knows and has a really good idea what what Mississippi State's going to try to do as far as and they're gonna, it's 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 very similar. It's a self-reflection type thing. They're gonna run it, and they're gonna try to play good, solid, salty defense to get a, a win on the road. Uh, that that bodes well, I think, for Auburn. I think Auburn's done a good job stopping the run. I do hate the fact that it does take away what I consider to be Auburn's strongest position room and its biggest weapons in James Simpson, Pritchett, Donovan Kaufman, who's been playing well, Keontae Scott who's coming back and could be yeah. – so the less they put it up in the air, the less impact those guys can make, and I think they've been so effective. Auburn's going to have to get some turnovers with strip strip tackles and, and putting helmets on footballs and that kind of thing because I think Mississippi State is going to take the defensive backs right out of the game for Auburn. Yeah, I don't have this number in front of me, but I think Mississippi State threw it 17 times against Arkansas. I think that's right. That is so Auburn. That is so Auburn's yeah. passing attempts. I mean, it really is. Does Auburn generate a pick if they throw it 17 times against Auburn? 
uh, on Saturday. They could because, I mean, even though you're throwing it 17 times, if you got an inexperienced quarterback that try doesn't understand what Simpson and James and Kaufman and those guys are all about and tries to throw it ill-advised, yes, even if you put it up 17 times, the odds go up the more you throw it against teams that get pass happy. But, yeah. I lied. It was 12. He threw it 12, 12 times. 12 times? And then wow. and two of them were screens. Yeah, so that's going to be hard to get an interception. 10 real passes. Yeah, that's going to be hard to get a pick with 10 real passes. Yeah, that's a lot. Or that's that's not a lot. That's not a lot at all. So we'll see. We'll see how they do that. But I, I talked about it earlier in the week. They did, Mississippi State did a good job at attacking the edges and the rushing attack. And to me, I think that's what they're going to try to do again. Auburn's done okay at stopping, you know, perimeter stuff. They didn't do well against Ole Miss in the beginning of the game. They got better over the course of the game last week. But I think that's what they're going to try to do. I think that's exactly what they're going to try to do. And I think it may work early if it's if we're basing this on similar trends. And then over the course of it, I think Auburn's done a decent job of adjusting with the exception of, you know, Texas A&M and LSU. But this isn't that, right? Ron Roberts is going to be able to stop this opposing offense. I'm pretty confident. If not, if not, we got to have a different conversation. Well, I, you know, in the middle of the field has been a huge Achilles heel for Auburn. LSU's receivers found it early and often. Bowers found it early and often. Heck, Max Johnson got some A&M receivers over, over the middle open. So did Ole Miss. Um, yeah. So I don't see Mississippi State trying to expose that or try to, you know, try to capitalize on that. I think you, you're right. If they stay to the edge and they stay to the outside, whether it's screens, out routes, that kind of thing, I think that bows. Auburn's played really good on the boundaries and the sidelines. It's the middle of the field that's hurt them. Yeah, yeah, no question. So I like this matchup for Auburn. It, it is funny how similar these two teams are. To one another. I was asked this question uh, on another show this week, Daryl, and it, it took me a while to answer it. But we're both assuming that both teams are going to want to run the football. Which team has more rushing yards on Saturday, Auburn or Mississippi State? Auburn. Okay. I think Auburn's going to have to. I think I, I see an, a situation where Auburn can run it between anywhere between 175 to 200 yards and just be efficient and throw it for 130, 140 and limit the turnovers and Auburn will come out of there winning by at least one score. I mean, so I think, I think they get to now if Mississippi state, which they've been known to do in the past. And Arnett's a, a defensive minded coach. Mm -hmm. If they load up the box and they do whatever they can to stop the run, that may change. Um, and which they probably will. But I, I, I think, you got to count quarterback rushing yards too in that. And that's why I think Thorne and Ashford have both shown the ability to get 40, 50, 60 yards a game rushing. So yeah. now all you need is your running backs to get 110. So, I, yeah. And I think I would say Auburn now. In that interview, I said, I said Mississippi State, but Auburn's running the ball better per game. In fact, it's not really close. Uh, Auburn's rushing it 186 yards per game on the ground. Mississippi State's 148 on the ground. But I also wouldn't be shocked. Like if this is a sloppy game, I wouldn't be shocked if Auburn tried to pass it more. And like some of this may be, I don't want to use the word stubbornness, but the desire to run two quarterbacks and it's gotten a lot of kind of criticism 
uh, throughout the Southeastern Conference. I think rightfully so. I do kind of wonder, it wouldn't shock me if they came out and tried to throw some stuff and say, no, we can win with two quarterbacks. We can win doing this. I promise. Don't you get that vibe a little bit? Would that shock you if that happened? It wouldn't shock me. Keep I'm in wrong, mind. but Keeping in mind, Mississippi State's rush numbers will totals will go up with Michael Wright being quarterback as opposed to Will Rogers. That's true. Because Wright's more of a runner and he hadn't played but last week. So I, you know, you you would anticipate. But Auburn may be thinking, all right, Mississippi State knows what our game plan is going to try to be. We're going to try to run it. We have a superior running attack. Let's mm-hmm. surprise them, fool them, and throw it. If that happens, there needs to be some different things that happen from a receiver. Uh, a standpoint getting open and some routes and that kind of thing. Because uh, to this point, we haven't seen the ability to be able to do that. Could that flip Saturday, tomorrow? Absolutely. Especially if Mississippi State sells out for the run and you've got open grass and open area behind the linebackers, behind the safeties, maybe cheating up at the line of scrimmage. It's just the receivers and the tight ends. I, I just don't know if I have the confidence in them finding the open areas. They need mm-hmm. to do that. Right. And run some screens, for the love of God. When Austin went down, it looks like we just stopped running screen passes. I'd love to see Jeremiah Cobb, Batty, anybody catch a couple screen passes, especially if Mississippi State's very, very aggressive in their fronts rushing upfield. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying it for weeks. You know, more passes behind the line of scrimmage, get your playmakers the ball easily. Yeah, I'm all about that. I'm all about that. I'm with you. All right, let's rank. Yesterday, we ranked the last five games of Auburn's schedule as far as importance. Daryl, you and I will now rank the last five games of Auburn's schedule in regards to win ability. Win ability. That's coming up right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love daily fantasy when playing the NBA. The NBA season is now here. And Look, they could do it for any sport. I mean, basketball, baseball, football, golf, they've got it going on. I think there's an esports section, too, if you follow that closely. Prize Picks has you covered. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. You're going to match your first deposit up to $100. So free 100 bucks if you want it. And it's so fun. You can win up to 25 times your money. All you have to do is pick an athlete. And they will have a stat projection for that player. And you can either say, no, they're going to get, you know, higher or they're going to get lower than, than what that projection is. And obviously, the more you put on your ticket, the more winnings you could potentially have. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends at Eddie's Calzones. Eddie's Calzones is in downtown Auburn. It is the best place to get your calzones or some crispy wings. They've also got the coldest beer in the uh, in town. It's right across from the new Target. You can't miss it in downtown Auburn. They're open late, so it doesn't matter. You know, if you get kind of the the late night munchies, whatever it is, Eddie's Calzones has you. Covered. They've got a bunch of different specialty calzones. They have several specials running throughout the week. You can head to their website at eddiescalzonesauburn.com and also just search them on Instagram. They've got all of their specials there, including, you know, there's a few days where you can buy a calzone, get one free. They've always got beer specials running. Check them out. Eddie's Calzones in downtown Auburn across from the new Target or online at eddiescalzonesauburn.com. 
Daryl Daprich, our guest on this Friday show. There are five games left, sadly. There are five games left on Auburn's schedule. Mississippi State at home. They go to Vandy. They go to Arkansas. Then they host New Mexico State. And they host Alabama in the Iron Bowl. Regarding winnability, I think we're all going to agree on the first one. New Mexico State. So let's don't start our conversation there. Unless you, you, you I assume you're not going to push back on that. No, that's the number. That's the team that I would rank number one in that. Uh, I think so. Spot. I think so. Okay, so the second one now, to me, it's either Mississippi State or Vanderbilt. But how much do you value? You know, you got to go on the road to play Vanderbilt. You get Mississippi State at home because of that. I will say Mississippi State at two, Vandy at three. What are your thoughts? Vanderbilt at two, Mississippi State at three. I understand okay. the whole home field thing, but I just think overall football team talent, roster talent, better team, Mississippi State's better. So I'll go Vanderbilt second, Mississippi State third. Okay. Uh, and then the, then I think the other ones are, are, are straightforward. Arkansas is fourth, and then Alabama in the Iron Bowl is fifth, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I'm curious in the YouTube comments or or, or hit us up on Twitter or in the Locked Auburn Discord. Uh, I'm curious to hear what people think. Like, is is Mississippi State an easier win than Vanderbilt, or is it vice versa? Because I I think until we see until we see Peyton Thorne on the road, you know, do something effective. I I, I don't know. Like, can you play like you did against Cal and beat Vandy? Yes. Okay, yes. you do. Yeah. All right, you are more definitive on that than me. Yeah, and I, I you know, it'd be fun. It's fun. It's just the probability percentage. I mean, if you got just look at uh, those five matchups and how you've ranked them, give me the percentage of probability win percentage. It's the probability that they win, which you give on each. Who? So I would go like eighty percent Mississippi State. I feel pretty good about it. Let's start with New Mexico State. A hundred. Okay, just ninety-nine. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Got to, got to rank it. Then Mississippi State. Go ahead. Eighty-ish. Okay. Percentage. You okay with that? I am okay with that. Well, I'm, I would go seventy on Mississippi State. I'd go okay. about seventy percent on Mississippi State. Yeah. And then I would go like seventy-five percent for Vandy. I would as well. Arkansas. I'd go. I'm really going to be interested. I'm interested to see if Auburn will be favored in that game or not. But I think it's a little north of fifty percent. So I'll say. Not- yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to say 60. That seems too odd. I was going to say 59. 59%. I'm going to go 53% on that one. And then Alabama, I'll say like 25%. I'll go 20. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm i not I as bullish on, on Vanderbilt and drop down to 65% on Mississippi State now that I think about it. You'd put this Saturday like a 65% chance. Yeah, I would. Wow. Okay. You got to show me first. And if they win that game and win and look impressively, that could set up for the rest of the year. Like you said, the confidence thing. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I just don't feel like we should, at this point of the season, well, how Auburn's played, go in any game really that confident with our chest poked out, really. But, Daryl, I think these next four games are so drastically different from the four we just went through. They are. I mean, it's, it's night and day difference. Man. I get it. I keep going back to Cal. I really felt like even though it was on the road, it was late night Pac-12, I thought Auburn would would, would win that game more than they did. And I would look better. I, 24-10 game, that kind of thing. And so that it was 14-10 and they had to score late to even win has yeah. me a little bit I get it. cautious. Yeah. I get it. Daryl, how can people check out everything you've got going on, man? 
Follow me, uh, DAP6410, on Twitter, Monday mornings um, on the Auburn Network. And Tuesday, I haven't seen that in a long time. And Tuesday afternoon on the Auburn Network. And let's see. We need to go ahead and say it. Not only do we have the reaction show for football tomorrow night, tell everybody what we're doing Wednesday, next Wednesday. Yes. Yeah, you and I will be going to the exhibition game. To my knowledge, it's not on TV, so we're going to go watch it in person, and then we'll come home and record a late-night um, reaction show to that because basketball season basketball season is here. In fact, on the trend of basketball season, if you missed it, be sure to check out what we posted yesterday afternoon. Auburn shooting guard Denver Jones joins Locked on Auburn as a weekly contributor. And so we post um, our first conversation with him. He'll join us every season, similar to what Zepp Jasper did the last two years on the show. So Denver Jones is our is our guy this year. So that's uh, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. So if you missed that and you if, and you're ready for some basketball, be sure to check out our conversation with Denver Jones. Daryl, thank you for your time. I think we're gonna have a lot. <laughs> I think we may have more fun doing basketball post game this year than we have anything that we've done so far together. So we'll see. Be sure to click that subscribe button. Helps the channel and the show out a ton. And uh, check out all of my written work at auburndaily.com. We will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.